Today is December 14th, and the Yankees have signed no one. They've done nothing. There's no real news, but there are some updates, and we'll get into those. Thank you very much. That's so loud. It's Talking Yanks. Let's talk Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks. Thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you had a fantastic weekend and we are ready to tell you what's going on in Yankees land. It's not much. But there's some conversations to be had. I think we're going to have some voicemails at the end of the show, some uh, Cashman quotes to discuss. We'll see. My name's Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake in the corner. We got Bug Bug Dude, and this is Talking Yanks. It's brought to you today by another program on the network called John Boy and Jake Radio. And we figure this is the perfect place to let you know, if you don't know, that every Wednesday at noon, Jake and I, actually, it's right before we record Talking Yanks on Wednesdays. Jake and I sit down for a nice long session. We recap our lives, what's going on. We talk to the audience, we talk about weird news stories. We usually rank something. We've ranked juices, mm. MMs. Uh, there's been a lot of rankings. It's cereal last week. Cereal. We also answer questions, uh, mailbag questions. So, yeah, I figure Talking Yanks, people listen to you and I talk for a while. Maybe if they're not. If there's no Yankee stuff going on, they can check out John Boy and Jake Radio. It's got uh, it goes live on the YouTube channel, John Boy Jake TV, and it's got its own podcast feed. So go check it out. Jake, how you doing? And I'm Jake. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whenever you're listening, I guess good evening would be the last option. Doing well, Jimmer Fredette. Sneaking up on the Honda days pretty quickly here. Uh and yeah, not I drive, I drive a Honda, so I'd appreciate ad. if you didn't pun their name. I think they'd appreciate if we did. <laughs> no, um, maybe you, I'm beefing with them. Okay, we have beef with bleep. I'm doing all right, man. Holidays, not a lot of movement in baseball, not a lot of movement for the Yankees. I'm doing okay. Starting to get a little nervous about the Yankees offseason, as I, as I think we're about to talk about a little bit with some of the quotes and a call or two. But I don't know. Generally well. Got my got some new John Boy Media swag ad. Not for Honda. We already did the ad for Honda. Um, Buy everyone a Honda for the holidays. So I'm going to be rocking that a lot. I'm going to be a sweater guy, and I don't look great in a sweater because, I mean, it doesn't. Ooh, disagree. It doesn't define my body well. But what it's going to be good for, what it's going to be good for is, you know, now that I'm Peloton gang, uh, Fit Fam, all of it, just all of them, all of the hashtags that are healthy, hashtag healthy. That's a hilarious hashtag. Just healthy? Healthy. I bet if you went to Instagram and searched the hashtag healthy, you'd run into all of the worst people in the world. A lot of unhealthy. Yeah, we'll... Uh, uh, no, I'm healthy people, but just, like, that's all they talk about. Sure. So, I, I think, but what's going to happen is, you know, I'm going to wear sweaters for, like, three months, and then when f- February, you know, spring training rolls around, I'll be in Tampa, tank top, tweet like Clint, body just popping. I don't think we're going to have a spring training. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. So, I think we're canceling all our plans. 
I don't think we're having a full 162 either. Yankees, hey. you you you're down. Are you more down than last Monday when we talked yes. Yankees? Yes. Okay. Because at one point, like you, I'm enjoying riding your wave because you Please. were you were bullish. That's what it's all about. That's sports, man. You were like bullish a month ago. Yeah. And now you're teetering. I wonder if there's anything by Christmas, the holidays, because I think next week, next Monday, sure, you're going to talk yourself into a, a a Christmas signing. Like the Yankees are going to sign DJ at Christmas and get excited about it. I mean, I can see that. My DJ meter hasn't swung that much. I, I think it's just. You're still 90? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm around there. Okay. It's not that wavering. I, I think the thing that becomes interesting and and you have led down this path before is the the more time that passes it almost feels like more options open up and it's it's getting creative with money and i know the the big quote going around now is the 25 million dollar gap between dj and the yankees that's a little deceptive i mean basically the gap is a year that did nothing for me yeah yeah, it's it's basically where we've been. <laughs> like, like, yeah, four years, five years. Okay. The, yeah. If anything, it made me think they're getting a lot closer. Yes. Yeah. If any way, I lean from that headline is like, oh, they're pretty close. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're a year off, and hey, figure out if it's an option or not. You know, who 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 see who knows what kind of money? I mean, the Yankees don't have a lot of ground to stand on on options with what they just did to happen. Well, let's how, get into the DJ talk right away. We're here. Um, the update. Is that he's asking for five one hundred or no to walk everyone through it? The Yankees offered four years seventy. Was it around there? Four, That's the rumor. Four sixty eight. Yeah. The rumor they countered with five years one twenty five is also the rumor, and they want to get to five years one hundred. The twenty five million off. So four years seventy five million, five years one hundred million. Those are probably the two yeah. offers right there. They're trying to figure it out. There's such creative ways to fix that gap like you just said you do four years 75 with an option for um a 20 million dollar fifth season and if the yankees don't want him for 25 then they buy him out for eight so there's still a way that he would then be looking at 82 guaranteed uh million dollars like so when that announcement came out because you can get fancy with that fifth year i think I'm, I didn't move me. It actually upped me to like they're gonna figure that out. I like that. What do you think of Beeper? I see. You also there. do like the Zach Britton thing, like after the third year, they just want to guarantee the fifth, and if they don't do that, can DJ opt out, get the buyout, whatever. It is. Yeah, there's know. a lot of ways to get creative with it. I, I think the only thing with with DJ is and comparing it to Zach Britton is that Britton was coming off of a weird injury, and you know he still kind of had closing potential. So it was, you know, how's he, he gonna, go how's he going to fit to New York? Like he he could still kind of have another, you know, third to his career. If if DJ LeMahieu gets to year three and he's thirty five years old, even if he's still raking, you know, it it just it will never project well from there. So I think I mean DJ's next contract is his next contract. Okay, hot takes early, and. I think it's it's kind of it. So the question is, is another team, is the Nationals or the Blue Jays going to go five years locked in at a hundo or around 100? Because I think the Yankees are trying to do everything they can to avoid that because, Jimmy, that's when the discussion gets really interesting. And when you start sitting in the GM chair, you know, it does it become a DJ versus Lindor type conversation? And 
are there better ways to spend the money? You know, say DJ's first year is 20 or 22 or whatever it ends up landing at. You know, I think Lindor is going to be 18 this year. Um, so if the trade package was there, do you get Lindor, which, you know, the, the Glaber quote we'll talk about in a little bit. And then can you use that DJ money to extend Lindor for 22 million for seven years? Like it, the GM brain really starts spinning because the Yankees also have some other needs, which, uh, when you look at the pitching staff and the relief, you know, there's options. I, I, I wouldn't say they're first world problems A lot of teams would still like to have some of the pitchers the Yankees have But they still have some holes that they need to figure out in the rotation and the bullpen That there should be some bargain bin shopping this year uh, Amongst all teams and a lot of one year contracts due to the CBA So, I mean, if you scrounge you know, an extra $4 million here or $5 million here That could be an impact reliever for a season So, I, I wonder where Cashman's Cashman's head at Heads at How much Yankees fans love DJ And how much he's been fantastic And the pushback Incredible. And I've talked a lot about the public pressure You can talk yourself into a better plan And you kind of just did Without paying DJ very easily Yeah, The Yankees pitching is much more of a concern So And especially if you can slide Glaber To second You can plug DJ uh, Didi or Simmons for one year at short on a pillow prove it year. One year, 12 mil. You know what I mean? One year, 10 mil for yeah. Simmons. If you do that, now you got great defense at short. Glaber's got a home at second. Then you can use the $90 million that you're not giving to DJ and save it for Lindor, like you said, or. Go get some. Go get a ton of relievers. Yeah. Right now, go get four relievers for ten million dollars each for one. You know, go get Brad Hand. Go get Archie Bradley. Go get Liam Hendricks. You know, a lot sixty million to those guys for two years each. Yeah. Uh, you, you can talk yourself into a plan without DJ, really easily. Like obviously, we love DJ and we want him back, and I do want DJ back. But I'm worried that DJ's camp gives the Yankees too much time. To make their plan B That they fall in love with their plan B Yeah And that's I'll be interested to see Because you it, You've as You mentioned the roller coaster ride You've seen me getting pulled in different directions I I just feel like if, And say the DJ thing works out The the Nats or the Blue Jays Or whoever else is in the mix Isn't going to offer the fifth year guaranteed So pretty much everything's equal He's coming back We're happy DJ's been incredible for us, like, like unreal good. How many? What? What's the Michael K quote like? Another two hit game for Lemayhew. How many times have we heard that? That was like a weird Brian Hoke, bad Sterling getting shot in the woods impression. If DJ Lemayhew's back, passing, passing bomb. Not really Yankees, but Hunter Renfro to the Red Sox. Huge. That's awesome. Your guy. We got a guy who can't hit curveballs in the AL East. Just running into walls. Let's do it. Cool that we don't have Hap anymore. Is he going to play yeah. right field? I mean, it's just passing reporting that the amount of time he's going to flip socks. himself over that short wall oh, is incredible. Yeah. That's good. That's going to be good content. Yeah, man. I uh, because the the other thing where I fully get lost, lost in this, Jimmy, is like the Schwarber thing. That, you know, he's been on the Yankees 
eyes for a while, and it's okay. We don't really have a spot for Schwarber. Guess what? Our depth sucked last year. I mean, if you can find a way to have Schwarber be your tenth man of sorts, whether it's a one-year seven or who I don't I don't know what kind of money he's getting. Maybe he gets a nice two-year contract or something. I don't know. He's coming off a bad year, and he has one position as of now. But this Yankees team needs some depth. And I, if DJ gets signed, I wonder, you know, we just had that great interview with Adam Adovino, flex on us. Does that mean Adovino gets moved out with a prospect or something so they can use money elsewhere? Like, I just... <sighs> Cashman's formula gets tricky, and without a $22 million per year contract to LeMahieu, it does open up the board more. There is a nice board with LeMahieu. Don't get me wrong on that. But uh, it is open to other options. I, it's just tough for me to picture the Blue Jays All right, say they, or the Nats doing the fifth year with, with DJ. Yeah, I don't. I think the Yankees are. I think Cashman, because he's not terrified of Plan B. Right. And the fans aren't running the team. I think he said. He, I think they want DJ to go shop himself to other teams. Yeah. And say. Tell us what you found and come back. Because you know DJ's agent is going to come back to the Yankees before they sign anything. Yes. You know it. DJ wants to come back. Machado did that when the Yankees weren't interested in him. Yes. <laughs> they, every team does that. Yeah. They check with the Yankees the last <laughs> Harper second. Did that, yeah. Harper did that too. So well, there's no point in Cashman inching any bit further yeah. until DJ goes and to. checks everyone else. So if he says... We're not budging from 75 mil. Well, we're not budging right now. Yeah. If you go out there and you find another team that's going to give you five years, 100, then we'll have to come back and we'll counter. But yeah. there's a lot of time. So I'm not worried about any of the updates right now. I'm also talking myself into plan B a little bit because it does get – if they sign DJ for five years, 100 million, what else do they do? Nothing because the rotation isn't good right now. It's not – and that – it's not a playoff-ready rotation. Yeah. I, I love – like – if you give me 2017 Severino, 2019 Herman, 2017 Montgomery, and Cole, <laughs> those four, that's a really good top yeah. four. You're not getting those seasons yeah. from those three guys. Not all of them. Not all of them. Maybe one. Like, maybe one yeah. would be good. And then, you know, I like Davey, but who would we just talk to that said this, and it was true, like, Davey's not pitching 100 innings next year. Right. He's not pitching in a lot at all. Same with King. Same Clark, with Clark. King. None of these guys are like, okay, you're in the fifth spot for the full year. They got a lot of problems at starting pitcher. I still think they go do a grab bag yeah. of these guys, Kluber, Felix Hernandez, um, Garrett Richardson. Is Rich Garrett Richards. Richards. And they, so, they could still do that either way. And I know the, the other name in that group that me and Kay were on a little bit is James Paxson. If, if it all works out, like he's been here, he knows the situation, you do have the injury risk again. But, again, your starting pitchers are always measured weird. We always say seven or eight. You need that going into a season. This year is going to be eight or nine. Uh, Eno Saris is the one that brought this up, that a lot of pitchers weren't stretched out last year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, if – Whatever it looks like, the Yankees need to go get some some bargain bin pitching anyways. Uh, the caliber of that probably depends on DJ LeMahieu, and that's where, you know, on the high end, I can still get myself hyped up. You know, on the high end, it is we're bringing back LeMahieu, and then there's going to be so many one-year contracts this year 
that Cashman can talk Hal into getting a bunch of one-year guys and say, hey, this is the one-year mm-hmm. plan. All these guys are off the books next year. You know, it's kind of bargain bin shopping. There's how many teams are going to be really going for it this year? Like that was the excitement last offseason from Baseball Scope. Mm-hmm. It was all of these teams are going with it. This is awesome for baseball. The whole Central Divisions, ten teams <laughs> have ruled themselves out. <laughs> We're good. Um, you know, the teams that are going out and buying guys are. Potentially the Yankees We'll see They could also not This is the high end Apparently the Blue Jays are in The Mets are in on guys The Nationals are in on guys And the two LA teams have money Am I really missing anyone? Mm, no Astros might do something They have a lot of money they There's six There's seven I think they're in the pitching market There's seven teams in the market For for big free agent names uh, everyone wants to be bargain bin shopping And hey, I, again, this is Jake, shower thoughts Best, best case is that The Yankees do some recruiting And they say, hey, if you're going to be doing one year somewhere Come somewhere you have a chance to win a ring You're going to get the same thing And build up your value On the other end They could not do a lot <laughs> They could just be bargain binning Which yeah, isn't exciting We'll be talking ourselves into a lot of young pitcher growth. Yeah, I don't even know who else there is. Like Kinger was great. Don't he's not. None of these guys are going to be rotation pieces. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a lot to think about because I'm talking myself into Plan B like more and more. Like if the Plan B does include going and getting a bunch of relievers and a starter or two, right? It's not bad. Yeah. No, I mean there's. There is a vagabond plan with a DD slash Simmons, two relievers, two starting pitchers, like that could really work and fill out the team a lot more. Uh, that team is nervous, and again, we we're not putting down DJ's accomplishments at all. Um, he very much deserves to get paid. And I think the other thing that still has me very high on the DJ stuff as we wonder a plan B is that he is worth more to the Yankees. That short porch makes him a power hitter. Like they're not a lot of a lot of those DJ right field homers are either doubles or outs uh, at a lot of other stadiums. So it still seems like it's going to come together. That one that twenty five million dollars off is a deceptive headline. Yes. We walk through that pretty easily. We're smart as hell. Smart as hell. Smartest people in this room. Smart as hell. Besides BBD. Yeah. Might be smarter than us. He is low-key smart. Yeah. Well, he saved people's lives. Like his parents wanted him to, like, do big stuff. Now he sits in a Now he smells our farts with us. Mm. Mm. They've come to terms with it. Yeah. Imagine how the extended family feels. Yeah. They struggle. Such a disappointment. They struggle. Uh, every every single family gathering. So, so, so what do you do now? So it's uh podcasts. What's that? I still don't get it. It exists. It exists. We have some quotes about Glaber here. Uh let's see if I can pull them up. Glibber. And to be uh let everyone know, this is like a minute long clip from Yes Network. We'll play it. Uh Meredith and Cash talking. I haven't heard this. I've seen the quotes. I've read them. I have not heard the tone in which he says it. But here's Brian Cashman uh, talking about Glaber at second versus short. 
We saw Glaber Torres full-time at short last season. He had some struggles defensively. Do you feel as though he can be a successful major league shortstop, or do you consider moving him to second base? I think he can do both. I think he's a better second baseman than shortstop. I think that uh, uh, he can play shortstop. Uh, I think that ultimately uh, he struggled in the beginning of the, the pandemic 60-game season because he, you know, after the spring training one shutdown into spring training two, uh, he did not, uh, you know, and it's, I'm not playing a blame game, but he, he wasn't in the best shape to start uh, the second spring training. So upon his return from the shutdown, um, we spent a little bit of a first half of the season playing catch up. Maybe it was the first 40 or 45 games of the season playing catch up. And, and uh, once we got him back online and in shape, you saw, uh, towards the last, you know, 20 games, including the playoffs, the Glaber Torres are used to seeing. So I think, I think the season that overall he had isn't representing what he really is. Uh, it's more along the lines of what you saw in the postseason and what you saw the previous year, uh, which anybody would want. So he's more than capable of playing short, but I acknowledge he's a better second baseman than a shortstop. All right, that's kind of a very confusing soundbite from Cash. One. He opened with he's better at second than short, and he closed with he's better at second than short. And I think there's a reason that he even said that. There's no need to say it, really. Was he better in the playoffs and towards the end of the season? I remember clenching my butt nonstop. I he remember, was a little better. Weren't there some throws like down the stretch and in the playoffs that were bad that Voight had to save him on? I don't. Re- I think down the stretch, you're right. I don't remember. I remember it, a couple throws happening. Don't remember specifics. Playoffs, like nothing happened. He made some plays an and error. yeah, he kind of he did what we asked of him from shortstop. And again, the bar well, got clenched. set. The bar got set lower this year, and I think we made ourselves a little nervous. But I think he was better in the playoffs, and also the timing of this. I I think this was Cashman. I mean, I think if we got Cashman after this press conference, he would have given us a bow because a he gets to take a shot at Glaber. And mm-hmm. say like, ah, you were out of shape, and you used to be twenty two, just but turned twenty three, twenty four. I don't, I don't subscribe to that thought. Pro- all his throw, all his errors are, are lazy, but not because you're f- like out of physical shape. He just doesn't you're, take the time. He's showing off for his buddies. It's like backhand, fire sidearm, and you're like, do do the footwork and make the throw. Yeah, it's, and it looks good. So lazy's not the right word. It's like showman almost. He'd rather look like Cano and make a play than look like Pedroia and make a play. And I think he needs a little more Pedroia in him than Cano. Yeah. So I, and again, that's where I think this is a Cashman twofold because he gets to take some shots at Glaber and hammer home that well, he's a better second baseman than a shortstop, and he's got to get in better shape. So he gets to take a couple easy jabs at Glaber, and it's like prove me wrong. Twenty four years old. Your shape shouldn't be an issue at all. And, Jim, this is happening during the DJ negotiations. So the timing of this was a a little bit of Cashman's artistry. I do. I do agree with that. Like, well, DJ's camp being like... Klaber's better at second. He is. He is. I'm talking myself into being perfectly fine with DJ not coming back, which I didn't expect myself to be... I'll come down from it because I love DJ and he's like vital. And it depends on what they do with the DJ money. That's, (laughs) 
Like, if they don't do... Yeah, we get it. I think it's a call later on in the show. And that's... Oh, it kind of tying our first conversation together. It's... Whether you want to do it in fantasy sports or real life or whatever it is, the word is value. And <laughs> it's like, DJ LeMay is awesome. But in our head, the plan B is Lindor... Um, Liam Hendricks and Tanaka And it's like well <laughs> I'd make that trade you know So that's where we're starting to blind Ourselves a little bit Because oh, yeah. that's <laughs> That's probably very not the plan Very much not the plan B No if they're Like if they have a hundred mil to spend or They're spending it on DJ right Yeah I'm an AAV guy, you know that. You're fucking talking me into you know that Hendricks, Tanaka, and Lindor. We're not getting Hendricks. Lindor, no. Didi, more value at the stadium. I'm gonna tweet that out and see what people say. Tweet what one. What makes the Yankees better? DJ for five years and no one else, or? Another starting pitcher, two relievers, and being able to spend money on the shortstop position next offseason. Yeah. It's it's not as lopsided as... No. I mean, it would be on Twitter, just because people are endeared to DJ and it's the internet. I think it opened some eyes. But a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Um, all right, we have another soundboard quote from Cashman, and this time it's about Gary. Spring training, whenever that may be, thinking Gary Sanchez is your number one catcher. Yeah, I ultimately, I, I think going into uh, the season next year, we uh, will let we'll let it play out regardless. But there's certainly an anticipation and an expectation of a bounce back for Gary Sanchez. You know, the talent level is there. Um, you know, we're only a year removed from what an all-star American league all-star catcher, a perennial 30 plus home run hitter. Uh, in fact, he probably would have been on pace regardless of how poorly he swung the bat this year. He, he would have been on pace for a 30 home run season this year. If it was a normal season, the way it played out, he actually led all catchers despite the swing and miss, uh, ramping up in his game this year, which was unusual for him because he's such an amazing hitter typically but uh uh he let all catchers in exit velocity and impact no one hit the ball harder at that position than he did in a covid pandemic oh skipping on us but an oh. suffering season for him so uh so there's a certainly hope and expectation that what we saw isn't what that is and i think if you bounce around rosters throughout the game on the american league or national league you're going to find and pinpoint many of a uh, well above average player or all-stars perennial all-stars that had horrific seasons uh on the offensive side for some other for some reasons uh to their own right so um i'm not saying we're going to give them a pass and i'm not saying that uh you know you know take my word for it's an automatic that you know he's going to resuscitate but we do believe that uh this 2020 season wasn't represented representing of who he really is as a player on either side of the ball, both offensive and defensive side. I think uh, maybe if it was 162 game, it would have played out where he could have self-corrected over the course of time. I thought he lost his confidence uh, at the plate. And I think that might've boomeranged into his defense too. So um, all of these things are, 
are soundbite excuses, so to speak. Uh, you could argue if you want, um, but uh, certainly we tend to the contract because we still believe in the talent and the player. And, uh, and I think the overall uh, career he's had thus far is uh, gives us a little bit more hope. Man, I used to be the number one Gary apologist in the land. It was my dude. And I came off it because he's been horrible and it was absolutely dreadful. And Cash and Marley and you are just sucking me back in to being like, fuck you, everyone. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Gary's the best. But he's not. But I, a lot of what Cash is saying is of what we've been saying forever. Go look around at other catchers. And yeah, 2020, Gary's one of the worst in the league. But like, you know, go look at some other stuff. It's, it's not a lot of talent there. And if you can bank on Gary for cheap, you'll do it. You know, it could screw ourselves really quickly because Gary could open up with a horrible April or May if they don't play in April. But uh, it sucks he doesn't do that about Glaber at short. Because if you're Gary listening to this or you hear these or whatever, you're like, fuck yeah. I am better than 2020. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Kind of pumps me up. Yeah. It's, Let all the catchers and hardest hit balls. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Cash coming with the stats. Comparing Glaber and Gary. Glaber had a weird start to last year, and then he ended up figuring it out. Like, he was hitting really well in the playoffs, and his defense came up enough that I think, and he's still a little younger than Gary, that Cashman just went with the twist the knife a little bit routine. Just to, mm-hmm. you know, leave the door open for some Lindor Stop gap shortstop stuff if DJ doesn't happen, but twist the knife, get a little more in shape. You know, you're obviously you're obviously better at second base and shortstop. Glaber, twist the knife on Glaber for Gary. Gary needs the love, man. Like, like, what else are you gonna tell Gary and Marley Rivera? Go check that out, and we we might be bringing it on here, so maybe don't go check it out. Go check it out. But Marley was great. Like, Gary needs a little love, man. You know, he's. He's been figuring it out. He's obviously had some injuries. He's had some bad times. Gary Sanchez knows he was horrible last year. And still, at the catcher position, some of his numbers grayed out well, which is insane. And uh, I'll bring it cross town. The Mets just signed James McCann. Four years, $10 million a year or so, about that. Four, Four years, $40 million. James McCann has only been good for the past two seasons. 149 games the past two years. He's got 25 home runs and an 808 OPS. That's a 114 OPS plus. In Gary's 2019, which we're now regarding as a bad year, he had 34 homers and an 841 OPS, a 118 OPS plus. So in James McCann, the number two prize on the catcher free agent market this year, just got $10 million per for four years. Gary's bad year in 2019 for a lot of you people was better than he's been. There aren't catchers out there. So, I get it. Gary was lost last year, and I know we're not going to go get lost in the Dominican League, but some of the highlights we've been posting, he's going the other way with the ball, and he's, he's clearly working on things, which we were begging for last year. The hard-hit numbers can get a little deceptive because they can shift on Gary. Gary's slow now. We've seen all the liners to the left-field warning track right at the left fielder. 
Gary needs to know needs to learn a little more making that contact and spreading it out a little bit. That Houston ball, he hit into the gap to right center in the playoffs. Gary's best moment as a Yankee. We need more of that. And so we're in it with Gary. Like you said, Jim, I mean, two bad months of what we saw from Gary towards the end of last year, and it's done. But for the $5 million we're spending on him to still pretty easily be an all-star level catcher this upcoming season, but it sucks. A lot of you are just never going to be able to come with grips with Gary because he's not going to be elite defensively. Eat a bug, don't care. And then a lot of you with the offensive stuff, I, we're with you. When it sucks, it sucks. But you better appreciate how good it is when it is good. Because amongst catchers, it's unmatched when Gary Sanchez is right at the plate. Go, Gary, go. Go, Gary, go, man. Have fun. Do we have any other news? Uh, Yankees aren't engaged with the pitching market. They're they're on DJ right now. Yeah. I mean, obviously, same thing with Cole. That's what Brett Gardner's agent told us at winter meetings last year. Hey, is he coming back? Yeah, but they got to do Cole first. Yeah, it's probably same thing with DJ. They probably tell people that. Hey, yeah. we're doing D, we're doing DJ first. We'll get to you when we get to you. And that's you mentioned the, the and like we sorry the, and like we said, agents will come to the Yankees before they sign it. So yeah. if like Tanaka gets a deal from the Angels right now. The agency is going to go to the Yankees like, hey, I know you're not done with right. DJ yet, but we're about to sign this. And then they say, hold up, wait, 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 wait. You know, that's how it works. And that's where, uh, you know, you mentioned the Christmas signing and it's kind of arbitrary. Maybe New Year's, we'll see. With DJ and we're talking about alternate plans and it's, you know, maybe maybe I'll trick Kyle into making a uh, uh, a graphic of the other other pieces you can play with instead of instead of DJ, but they might have to put a date on DJ and say like, "Hey man, you know we want you. I know you want to be here. We understand if you get that fifth year somewhere, you got to do you, but we got to know by January one, because otherwise, if we have to go trade for Lindor, if we have to go sign these other guys, we kind of got to know. So interested to see how that plays out again." 25 million off headline is deceptive. Still think DJ's happening. How did I end up here? <laughs> Who are some other free agent relievers right now? Sergio Romo. Free agent reliever. I put out, I put out my tw- my uh my thing. Oh my god. What was that? CBS doing autoplay. All right, relievers out there. Liam Hendricks, Brad Hand, Alex Colomay, Blake Trinan, Trevor Rosenthal, uh, Justin Wilson. Shane Green's a free agent. Mark Melanson, Shane Green, Kirby Yates, former Yankee farmhand. Greg Holland, Jake McGee, Sean Doolittle, Jeremy Jeffress, Tyler Clippard, your guy, Archie Bradley. Uh, Chaz Rowe, but I think he's broken. So this guy says, give me examples. I said Tanaka, Brad Hand, Doolittle, D.D. Simmons. D.D. Simmons. Done. Chase and Shreve. Also a free agent. Pitched decent for the Mets last year. Brad Peacock. Don't want him, but... Pedro Baez. Dodgers great. So I'll say DJ or Tanaka, Brad Hand, Doolittle, D.D. Simmons for one year, then Lindor Story and Free Agency. 
It's a decent argument. It is. If anything else, I'm glad that the people that are saying, just give them an open check. Maybe we're making them think about it a little bit. A more. little bit. Because you know Cash and them are doing this shit. Yeah. Love DJ, though. Darren O'Day, your guy. I will celebrate if they bring me DJ back. Oh, yeah. I'd be very happy. He's awesome to He's watch He's deserved baseball. every dollar. He's awesome to watch baseball. Just hits, you know? Mm-hmm. <sighs> what else do we got? We got Yankee sign Nestor Cortez. Yeah. Congrats to Hoodie Glaber. Congrats got to his guy. Glaber. There's your depth piece. Yeah, and that's what More I, Adam Warren coming back. Dude, I had a couple people coming with the like, what are we doing? And it's like easy. It's early. If Nestor Cortez is our ninth starter next year, awesome. If he's our sixth, yes, be mad. That's not good. No such thing as a bad minor league deal. Sure. Sure. Yeah, let's let's see where Nestor is on the starting pitching depth chart. Remember Chester? Wasn't Chester like nine and one? Chester was really good. Chad and Nestor teaming up. Basically. Brothers. Um, but what we forget up what we forgot, what didn't really come into play, Chester, sure. sorry, Hoodie Glaber, is that Nestor sucked. Kinda. Whoa. And Chad Green was really good. Really good. Like Chad Green would go like two scoreless. Nestor would go like three point one three earned runs. (laughs) Three earned runs. And combined, it was a good start. Like they'd combine for a quality start, but Nestor would go like three innings, pitch two earned runs. Chad two zero. (laughs) I looked at his game game log from that year and it was better than I remembered. He started off good and then things really Depending on how you remember it, it's either better or worse than you remember. <laughs> yeah. Like it, like he, That's but a good it, point. It was overall fine. You're taking notes on me. Yeah. And I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, yeah, the Chester times, five innings pitch, two earned runs, three innings pitch, two earned runs, four innings pitch, two earned runs, three innings pitch, five earned runs. But, like, you know, combined with Chad's 2-0, yeah. they were really good. <laughs> I mean, I want to see how many appearances did he have. Yeah, I mean – Two two to four innings. I mean, Nestor was out there, throwing the pill. You were getting a good forty-four to fifty-eight pitches from Nestor. Some days they were good. Some days they were bad. Chester, mm-hmm. I liked Chester. Uh, yeah, Adam Warren. He's back. No, Always. he won't be back, but he will be back. Well, he will. But. Lance Lynn, old friend, goes to the White Sox, yeah. and the Mets signed Brian McCann. James McCann. Brian's little cousin. Yes. Not related, though. Not really. It's a nickname. But, yeah. Yeah. All right, we got any calls? I know we have some voicemails we're going to do to round out this episode. I sent them to you right before we started. Sent them to Ooh. you before we started this. Sent them to you. My dog is gonna piss. Emailed him? Mm hmm. I do not have one. Email. What's happening, Damon? Up on the magic school bus. Sent him again. Sent him again.
Currently 52% option B. Yeah, a lot of people are quotes reading saying like, oh, opening my eyes, which is good. That's all I want to say is it's much harder. It's an option. It's a much harder two different plans are closer than you currently think. Anyone that's yeah. just saying give DJ whatever he wants, well, it's not that easy. Where Cole last year, give Cole whatever he wants. It right. was that easy. Yeah. It's not that easy this time. DJ, like I'm not I, I wouldn't bet on him aging badly, but he's He's already 32. Like, I don't think he's going to age bad. Five years. I think his he'll, game. Still, he'll still be a good defender, bat the ball, whatever. Yeah. The oh. power we've seen the last two years probably doesn't stick all exit five velo. years of the deal. And you put him at first once he can't play second. But yeah. Gary's got all that exit velo. Oh, yeah. All right. First voicemail. Hey, JKBBD. Hope you guys are doing well. So I'm just thinking about the offseason, and an ideal offseason for me would be to re-sign DJ, get like a solid solid back-of-the-end, middle-of-the-end rotation starter, and then just upgrade our bullpen because I think we saw that bullpen depth was an obvious problem last year. You don't know if you can fully trust Adebino. you got Chad Green, Zach Burton, and Chapman, but that's really it. So I was thinking maybe a guy like Archie Bradley would be a good fit that we could try to go after. I know a lot of Yankee fans wanted him at the trade deadline. And then also I just saw that Zach Wheeler, the Phillies are – trying to trade Zach Wheeler. And I'm just thinking, would that be someone that the Yankees might go after or would he be a bit out of their price range? Anyway, love the show. Go Yankees. See you guys. So he's doing plan A and B. Yeah. Signing DJ and then getting everyone. We like Archie Bradley. Here's my only thing about him. They should have got him last year. Do you th- What do you think Archie Bradley's going to command this season as a free agent? So he got shot down for what was it? One for four and a half, something like that. Yeah. Four and a half, five or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I could see a team taking a chance on giving him a two or three year contract. Almost, I'll bring back another name from Yankee lore, Sonny Gray. How the Reds kind of bet on Sonny figuring it out. They gave him the four year deal, and we're like, I think he'll be good. Like Archie Bradley, he can either take one year and probably get five, six mil and pump and then get a couple-year contract, or I think a team could give him a, you know, three for 14, and he just does that. Because um, I think he's going to get more than what the Reds could have got him for. Probably, and it's, dude, that's where things get weird, man, is like... There's so many bullpen guys out there and so many teams that don't want to spend. And I've I've got this new theory developing that like only the big market teams are gonna pay for bullpen because you have all these young guys that come up and pump gas. And look at the Jonathan Holder situation. Like I know Holder's not elite, although he will get his one career major league save at some point. But the Yankees would rather use someone at the major league minimum, 550K or whatever it is, than spend a million dollars for Jonathan Holder because it's half the half the monetary risk. Like you can these the young guys that the Yankees have in their farm system, if they can get ninety percent of the results from Holder at fifty percent of the price, net net, nobody knows what those numbers mean. So 
I don't know, man. I, I don't know how the free agent reliever market plays out. The rumor is that literally every team is going to be waiting to see how it sorts. So, I don't know, man. I uh, obviously think the Yankees need more impact arms. I think the Yankees, my other speech about the Yankees' bullpen is the Yankees need to stop being the Yankees with their bullpen. Like, Chad Green has to be thrown two innings on the regular. And, like, that needs to be available. I think Zach Britton, if he's well-rested and he throws an eight-pitch inning, give him another. Like, I, I think the Yankees need to be willing to adjust with those guys instead of when it's play, playoff time and here's Chapman in the seventh. So they need more arms. I think they're going to take flyers on guys, like when we just did that relief pitcher bullpen. Jeremy Jeffress, a guy who's really talented but got lost for a little bit. You know, I think the short season really changed their approach to the bullpen this year. Because Chad, you know, in 2019 with a full season, Chad went more than one inning in 20 different games. Right. Um, so I, I, I hope they go back to, you know, if you're going to use these guys for longer in the postseason, and CC Sabathi said it, like, train them. Yeah. So I'm hoping that all that was just uh, – yeah. Hopefully that's a 2020 thing, but yeah, man, we we want bodies out there and there there really are a lot. And again, that's where optimistic Jake, there's going to be so many one-year deals that if it's one year to play play in Detroit or one year to play with the Yankees, maybe the pinstripes can pay off a little bit, but again, that's optimistic thinking. Optimistic thinking. One more question. The scariest timeline of them all. Okay. Jimmy, Jake, what's up? How's it going? Hope you're enjoying the offseason. We need baseball back. But, unfortunately, this is a scary thought, but I just had a dream the other night. The Yankees just announced they were going to tender Gary, non-tendered holder, all that stuff. What if the Yankees actually do nothing in the offseason? They've done nothing at the trade deadline the last two years, and what if they lost so much money in this 2020 season that they actually do nothing. They're just like, okay, Cole, Monty, Herman, Davey, Clark, her rotation, put Tyler Wade as our starting second baseman. You know, maybe they bring back Gardner in like a one-year, $3 million deal. But in terms of upgrades, they actually do nothing. Is there any chance of this happening? And how mad will you be if it happens? Thanks, guys. Go Yanks. We've said from the start that this is best-case scenario. That they just bring back Gardner, Tanaka, and DJ. So, highly, highly... Well, was he saying, like, no DJ and Tanaka? So, this, so the, it said, what if they do nothing? Which I thought meant they don't get DJ he meant and Tanaka. I believe his, his question is, what if they literally, like, just bring back Gardner on, like, one Yeah, he mentioned because he mentioned like Gardner. Like I think this nothing. is no DJ, no tank. Oh, because he said no upgrading. Yeah. I mean, they're technically off the team, so I don't know. I think but, I mean, call the Yankees, but also that. The Yankees yeah. are downgrading from last year. <laughs> I mean, easily. At least on paper, yeah. Yeah, they don't I mean, on paper, they're not gonna have Paxton. He was good, guys. Yeah. I mean, he got hurt, but he was good. They're not gonna have Tanaka Domingo, who's been a mainstay. Domingo for Paxton. You probably make that trade. Sure, but I mean last year technically you had Paxton and Domingo on the roster. He was suspended. You had but you're supposed Not to have for last year. You're supposed to have Severino. He got hurt. Yeah. The, we're all hoping they pay. D, the Yankees aren't upgrading. Yeah. From last year's roster, they're losing. I mean, Canley got hurt. They let him go. 
Holder they let go. Those guys pitched for them. Yeah. There's, they're, they're not they're not upgrading at all. That's the problem with the DJ plan. Did yeah. you spend all your money to bring DJ back and you're you're just putting out the same team as last season. There's no upgrade in the focus right now for the 2021 season from yeah. the 2019. I guess it's the scope of it. Um cuz Domingo Domingo should be coming in Severino like was on the team but got hurt in the original spring training so we, we knew he wasn't going to be a part of the team so we'll see see how much of a factor he is. I I think the big question is DJ LeMahieu and if he doesn't come back it's I mean would the Yankees actually give Tyler Wade the keys to start off at second base? Um you know and that's that's where the word nothing gets a little trickier because it's it's okay. Do the Yankees bring is nothing to you? The Yankees bring on Jason Kipnis and I'm trying to see like who would be some flyer starting pitchers. King Felix. I mean that's that's actually a bigger flyer than it sounds like cuz he's been That's a He's been old for a little while. So um so uh let me see. minor league invite. So I mean if it's if it's Jason Kipnis and Mike Fires Fires is is an upgrade to what they're doing. No, I mean they've Fires got is they've not got Fires up- listed as one year six million. He's not. This a, is he's, fan graphs he's not an upgrade from last season. He's an upgrade from the ver- current right now. I guess where I'm getting confused in this question is by the times playoff comes compared to start of the season. We'll do before the trade deadline. Because we don't know what's going to happen trade down. You would hope they would make moves, especially after two years of not making so do moves. We, they almost have to. Like, do we think Sevy will be back? Are we penciling in Sevy for a f- couple months? Okay, for a month maybe. If the season starts in May, then yes, Sevy should be ready to go, um, and he should be an upgrade over Hap. Minimum. Minimum. I mean, he could be an upgrade over Tanaka too, but. It's a little tough to Get pencil that in. Yeah. Bank some, on it right when off. he comes back. Missed kind of two years. Remember, Hap had a good season. Yeah. Yeah. Two bad starts and then a good then a yeah, good say, season. You you know you don't have to tell me. I, I don't think there's any chance the Yankees are upgraded on the field from what they were in twenty twenty. I think it depends on the young Unless guys. Unless they go spend money, which they've been saying they don't have. I think it depends on the young guys and if, if Cash has a trade up his sleeve. Which I don't know, and again, that's where money shuffling comes in. Clint, the everyday starting left fielder, that helps, but that he was out there. Be oh, he upgrade. was out there a yeah. lot for twenty twenty, and that's where I'm getting confused in my own head because it's like at the start compared to Hicks, the a real player. I mean, Hicks admitted that he had to completely change his swing because yeah, he was he was playing hurt. weren't ideal. No, Hicks has a lot of stuff where he talks about playing through injuries or rushing back from Tommy John, and it it, it sounds like the cool. Um, CC like throwing his arm out on the mound for his last pitch story. It sounds like he wants us to see them in that bucket, like what a warrior yeah. he is. And I, I've, I've like two for two with being like, dude, what? Yeah, for it's me, for me, the swing one wasn't that big. I, I think that's him. That's him just hyping himself up more for next season. Like, you know, weird year. I still didn't even feel great at the plate. Like next year, I'm gonna bring it. Um. Yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, give me the big guys healthy and stuff. It, it gets so tricky. But, yeah, I mean, you're not going to see 
Like last year, the big thing was we brought in Garrett Cole, and he's the one at the top of the rotation that changes things. Um, yeah, it's going to depend on a lot of the young guys. Is you know, when playoff times come next year, do we look at Davy as a weapon or a eh? You know, same with Clark. Um, same with Domingo. You know, Domingo, we could be thrilled to have our number two starter. Or he won't be a part at all Like, There's some big question marks in the pitching staff Which when it comes to pitching You have to assume The majority of them aren't going to be good One of those question marks should be a good thing Whether it's Domingo, Sevi, Davey's kind of not on the same tier but If you get Like I said at the start of the show If you get those guys out there good you right. get good Sevi, good Domingo, good Monty And Monty's 2017 was good People forget yeah. about that for Tommy John surgery for him. That's a great rotation. Like yeah. a really good rotation. You can't bank on that at all. No. And then you still don't have a four, five, six, seven, which you know you need. So especially this year. Yeah, if the question is, and I never really thought about this, can the twenty twenty one Yankees be an upgrade on the field from the twenty twenty Yankees? And I I think no. I think at best it just levels out. You bring back DJ, you bring back Tanaka. Sevier Herman's good to replace Paxton. Hap starts. Um, Clint, full season. Hicks gets better. Judge, full season. Stanton, full season. So it's a lot of health stuff, but we know the, we, we can't do that. The health stuff, flip a coin, we haven't seen that yet, and that's a huge part of it. And, yeah, man, I'm, I'm interested to see how much – like, let's, let's assume DJ happens. DJ signs. Four years, 85. Cool. Just happened. I mean, from there, you know, we're taking flyers on, guys, and it's what level are those flyers? Is it John Lester? Is it Garrett Richards? Is it, like, you need to see the pieces, the chips fall a little more for me because um, I think there's a way to upgrade, but uh, Cash has to get a little creative about How? it. How? Give me your best like upgrade route because I really I'm just I'm not trying to I just no. really don't see it unless they don't sign DJ and they go do that crazy spending I mapped out that I don't even think is realistic. Right, but I'm um, okay. So let's say they they re-sign DJ, um, and then there's probably a trade. You know, maybe it's flipping out of Vino to get off of that, and then you can turn that into two relievers, and then you sign a veteran starting pitcher. And then, again, I, I think it's, for me, where I keep getting lost in this question, is that playoff time is what matters. So not even including potential trades. I mean, if the Yankees can go in to next year's playoffs and it's Cole, Sevy, Mingo. By playoff time, they can be upgraded. So, because the trade deadline. And that's and without we'll doing trades. So I guess that's where I keep, you're right, like off off the front you won't be able to say like like Damn. opening opening day roster comparison graphic. You won't be able to be like this team is better. Well, I mean the lineup's going to be basically exactly the same except what Guardian Clint is that the one switch if DJ came back. If DJ came back, yeah. So I mean that's the one switch. Which again, Clint played a lot, so we're not going to do that game. So I mean you're essentially getting the same lineup, maybe. Potentially slightly better But again it'll just turn into health And who has good years who has bad years Pitching wise 
Yeah. I I mean, you're going to have to... It's tough knowing what happened that, like, Paxton ended up being kind of useless last year and we didn't have Seve at all and we didn't have Domingo at all. So, you know, if you can give me one veteran flyer, whether that's, you know, Garrett Richards, John Lester, Annie Ball Sanchez, Mike Fires, to go along with the young guys and bank that one of them figures it out, you know, I, I think you can, with some health, make that team on paper better. Yeah, but it's... it's uh. Tougher. Maybe Johnny Lasagna turns into an actual bullpen weapon instead of the analytics team just saying he is before it happens. Johnny Lasagna, Sessa, Mike King, and Nelson can turn in valuable. To, to valuable bullpen pieces. And I think the Yankees are banking on that. And you can't bank on that. But, dude, I mean, they should turn into that. Johnny Lasagna just made me mad just thinking about him. Which yeah. I shouldn't. Because no. I see the potential. Yeah. But it's just infuriating. But it, it it it's partially Johnny, partially the Yankees, man. They they treated him like a high-leverage reliever when never doing it. And hopefully that's the stuff we can point at and say 2020. Stretch out Chad Green. Have him to go regular. Do the same thing with Johnny Lasagna. Have Johnny Lasagna shadow Chad Green. Do that, man. Yeah. Because he can. He can. Baseball. Baseball. Zach Wheeler got mentioned. I think the Phillies already came off of that. So, oh. baseball. Oh, also, I mean, unless someone was in the comments and like, are you even going to talk about that uh, Pirates rumor? Oh yeah, Tyone. I saw someone mention it. Tyone didn't pass your sniff test. You keep saying Tyone and Bell. Bell for well, Tyone Bell for we don't know. We don't know. Uh, yeah, no, that would be bad. Yeah, that would be. I would be. I would be very. Matt. You don't like that. And Ty- Tyone does pass the sniff test in the, yeah, like buy low candidate on a guy with taking a stuff, chance. Potential low value pitcher. Yeah, he can't be like wanna, the pitcher acquisition. Plug him into the, one of the top five. No, I mean, that is. And and why would the Pirates well, do you sell not like, him now? Do you not like him baseball wise? Because I know the injury stuff is out there. Injury stuff. Because baseball wise, he was actually pretty good. Yeah, and he came on talking baseball. I like him. Yeah. The Yankees can't be the pitcher. Another injury prone pitcher. Yeah. They just got burned on Paxton. They've been burned on injuries for two years straight. You're bringing in a double Tommy John guy who hasn't pitched. We already have Severino doing that. Yeah. We already have, like, you know, Herman's coming back from not pitching. Montgomery's coming back from. We can't just have an all post Tommy John uh, rotation with question marks about health up and down. It can't be Cole and then five question marks about health. You cannot bring him in. If you're yeah. bringing in a pitcher, it needs to be someone who, like, you put him in the five and you're like, bam. Or it's someone that can start the year in the minors and work themselves up, like a King Felix or, you know, minor league deal for spring training. Yeah. Uh, or Kluber, I think, is going to get that too or somewhere around there. But, no, if they give up any real talent for Tyone, I'm, I, I just think it's you're just making the same And that's the, that's the question and again. And Bell has no fit, so that doesn't make sense at all. Voight is cheaper and better than Bell. So even if Voight can go fetch you something, it's so stupid to trade Voight right now because you have him. Like, he's the only lock on this team that produces when healthy, is healthy more than he's uh, unhealthy, and he's cheap. Yeah. Him and him and, him and Gio. Unless the Yankees finally believe in the lefty-righty stuff, which I don't think they are just now believing in that to the degree of that they're getting rid of Voight. 
Yeah. And the Yankees have their DH locked up with Stanton. So that 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 whole thing didn't pass my sniff test at all. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd be interested. Ty- Tyone passes a sniff test. I believe they they would call about it and just see if you can get it's him It's what's coming back. But... It's what's coming back, and it ties into what we just said about Davey and Clark. Like, even if they're good, you're not getting 150 innings out of them, and probably the same thing with Tyone. So, I mean, if you start – if we're, if we're going to start doing piggyback starters this year and you get 80 from Tyone and 80 from Davey, like, hey, I'll take that, but – We'll see. Who who knows what the Yankees were offering? Who knows if it was real at all? Um, but the Yankees and Pirates do like each other. Can we still say that? When's the last time they traded? They were hot for a little bit. Yeah, I think, it's but been it's been a, been a couple bit. years. It's been a while. They I didn't get a new front Pirates office is, there too. Yeah. They didn't get anything done with Cole. So. Yeah, They're decently close. Maybe so close. Yankees win the World Series if they trade Andy Horn Frazier for Cole and have him for 18-19. Play that game. Yankees win the World Series if the Astros didn't cheat. Um, Andy Horn could be an upgrade this year. Where? On the team. Where? Depth piece. You're going to use depth. Someone's getting hurt. How? I see no way Andy Horn is an upgrade. From what? From what he did last year. Upgrade over himself. He could be an upgrade over oh, Ford. Over he himself. can be an upgrade for the Yankees team. Over himself. Okay. The Yankees roster. I was just thinking of starting nine. And like yeah. there's no way Andrew upgrades to starting nine from last year. A lot of people. Opening day you can't. Yeah. The game we've been playing. The game we play. Alright. That's all. Goodbye. And that's all, right? Yeah. Good talk. Talk to myself happiness into a plan B that won't happen. And I talk myself down and they're not going to be better Highs than and last lows. year. Highs and lows. Yeah. Highs and lows. Roller coaster season. The sun will come out. Tanaka. That's going to make me cry yeah. if we don't sign him. Bet your bottom dollar with Tanaka. The sun will shine. Anyway, Jeez. Tanaka. All right. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.